Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Ellie, you know that I've had a very long career in media. I'm old, as you keep pointing it out. But you are very uh, old. back in the day, in particular, interviewed a lot of stars. And I should warn you mm-hmm. that I have a history of stage fright when it comes to this particular gentleman. I don't know why, but I've stuffed it. The microphone bit many times in front of Dr. Carl. <laughs> well, Dr. Carl is probably the most intelligent person we've ever had on this show. Hello, Dr. Carl. Welcome. Hello. Look, I think you might be wrong on that because I've measured my IQ. It's only about 110 <laughs> and the average is 100. So I'm in there with two-thirds of the population between 85 and 115. I'm not particularly smart, but I am very well educated and very knowledgeable. But smart? No. I've met smart people. I'm not one of them. So you're, you're not exactly running a street gang on the side. Is that what you're saying? Is it... <laughs> I'm too chicken to run a street gang. Okay. Whenever I see them on, in the movies, they all end up badly. Who's, yeah. who's the smartest person you've ever met just before we get into things, Dr. Carl? His wife? No. Um, I've met a few Nobel Prize winners. Okay, that'll do and, it. And um, <laughs> quite a few of the physicists are very, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. As IQ is defined as the ability to handle incoming data and do something with it. Right. Me, I've got lots of data, but I don't know what to do with it. And, and some medical doctors I've met are very, very smart, especially the immunologists. Now, they're the clever ones. Right. Brain surgeons, they're at the bottom end. Immunologists, they're at the top end. There you go. Good to Shots know. Shots fired. I know. I mean, uh, over at SKU, there'll be, there'll be riots now between the <laughs> immunologists and the brain surgeons. Uh, Dr. Carl, um, we got you on for a very specific reason. Um, you have a very good talent for however you want to play down this, uh, this ability, this lazy little 110 IQ. You have a very good talent for explaining um, uh, big things uh, to little people like us. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, the Moderna vaccine's just been approved by the TGA here in Australia, so it's going to be rolled out. Uh, in September, in mm-hmm. addition to Pfizer and AstraZeneca, uh, to combat COVID. We wanted to get you on, Dr. Carl, to tell us what you know about this vaccine. How is it different to the ones we've got at the moment? Uh, and, yeah, basically give us some info. Um, most vaccines work by giving you a harmless taste of the bad guy so your immune system can get ready for it. What the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines do is not give you the actual chemical from the bad guy, but give you the instructions on how to make the chemical yourself. Oh, my God. And so temporarily, for a few days, you make a bad guy chemical. Not the whole virus, <gasps> just a deals. small bad guy Is chemical. Is that why I feel a little flat? That, like, I, I got first Pfizer two days ago, and I just feel a little flat, to be honest. That be, sure. Is that the sort of thing? So, yeah, well, you, well, the way you end up reacting to it depends on the immune system you got before you got delivered into the world, and then the immune history you had as you worked your way through baby jail, kindergarten, primary school, and got assaulted by all sorts of different things. So everybody's got a different immune history. So, but getting back to the, how the immune system works, normally the immune system will make chemicals that will pretty well fight any invader by about two weeks. Yeah, Unfortunately, in some cases, you'll be dead by two weeks. Okay. So the whole concept of a vaccine is they give you some part, some unique part, of the bad guy, and then your immune system says, okay, that's foreign, and then it spends two weeks making magic bullets, and then it goes to sleep with a little store of magic bullets plus the blueprints for the factory to make them. Then when you get really hit by the bad guy, it starts pumping out magic bullets within hours, not two weeks, and you live. So that's part of the background of how a vaccine works. Now, you know, have you heard about the spike protein? Does that ring a bell? 
No. No. Is that when you have two I, protein shakes before you work out? Or is it, <laughs> I no. thought it was me when I'm playing beach volleyball. Yeah. Spiking. <laughs> so, so the spike protein is the specially shaped protein that looks like a spike that's on the outside of the coronavirus, and it's what the coronavirus uses to get inside your cells. No spike, spike protein, it can't get in. With spike protein, it can get inside and it will invade your cells. Now, there's a whole bunch of these spikes and they look like a little crown of spikes. It's the so corona. That's what's the name. Corona, mm. exactly. Wow. Yeah. So now here's something else. Did you know that we have an official government flock of vaccine chickens? Well, didn't expect this to come up, but no, I didn't. <laughs> what? Are they, test- are they so, ones in testing or what's, what's the deal there? So most countries in the world have got an official government flock of uh, official government uh, vaccine chickens. And all they do is they make eggs and they're you know, you know, treated really well. They just make eggs all the time. And then the eggs are squirted with something and the egg is a living thing and it makes the vaccine. In this case, it makes copies of the spike protein. And then... Uh, you filter, you, you mush up the egg, filter out the spike protein and put it into a little syringe and bingo, that's your vaccine. Wowza. And, and, and that's why they ask, are you allergic to eggs? Because sometimes traces of the egg do come through for, in some cases and sometimes I not. I have heard about those, uh, the government flock. Apparently they are the breast in the business. Oh, God, of course. He oh, had to go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Even Dr. Carl's giving you so a weak laugh. Because it wasn't intelligent. <laughs> uh, Dr. Carl, this Moderna uh, vaccine, although, you know, obviously, you, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. Um, what's the uh, word from your colleagues overseas around the world on its efficacy and is there any significant Ooh, difference? The whole thing, uh, it's the same as the Pfizer vaccine. So just to get back to what the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine do, they don't have the spike protein. But right. they have a thing called, have you heard of DNA? Did you do that at school? Deoxy, di- dioxyribonucleic acid? Yeah, the little, yeah. little okay. ladders that so, twist around each other. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, what they do amino chains, they but anyhow. <laughs> yeah. So what they do is they make messenger RNA, which in turn makes proteins. So what the so let me say that again. DNA yes. makes messenger RNA, which makes proteins. Yes. So what happens is that they, with the Pfizer and Moderna, they inject you with this little bit of messenger RNA, and it's going to get destroyed by your body in about two days. And it doesn't attach to your DNA at all. It'll, get, it'll be destroyed by your body in a couple of days. And then... Before it gets destroyed, it makes a spike protein. Suddenly, your immune system says, hello, I now see spike protein, and then the immune system kicks into action exactly as before. So in one case, you actually get the spike protein, but with the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, you get the instructions on your cells on how to make the spike protein. How to build one internally and, uh, and then combat it. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and with all these, we should say, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not, this is simply to stop people Dying from the, from 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 this particular infection, right? Um, okay, that, let me give you the numbers. Yeah. So the numbers are one forty and twenty two thousand. Okay, you ready to remember these numbers? One forty, twenty two thousand. All right, got Let's it. Let's roll. Okay. So, if averaged out of the whole of society, if you take the AstraZeneca vaccine, your chances of dying from a blood clot caused by the AstraZeneca vaccine are one in a million. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one. If you drive on the roads of Australia, your chances of dying as a result of a road vehicle incident are 40 out of a million over a, pe- over a period of a year. 
Mm-hmm. And then finally, if you get infected by the coronavirus, your chances of dying are 22,000 yeah. out of a million. There, there's the odds. Ooh. One, 40, or 22 million. Me, I, I, I'm going for the low, the best odds, which is one out of a million. I'm and going you'll to, walk to get your vaccine, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody's going to get visited by the vaccine sooner or later. Yeah. The thing is, are you protected? In which case... Your odds are way down. And, and now let's, you mentioned efficacy. You want to talk about efficacy? Absolutely. That's, okay. Does so it work? there's five stages <laughs> that the, the vaccine goes through. Now, the vaccine is not a magic glass bubble that sits around you and stops only the virus from getting in and lets everything else in. You know, like it lets in air and mm. kisses and butterflies and babies, but it stops the virus. No, the vaccine is not that. The vaccine lets the virus get into your body, and then it protects you with different levels of protection at five different stages. Here's stage number one is you get infected, but you've got no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Two, you get infected and you're a bit crook. Three, you get, so, you get infected, you get so sick, mate, you've got to go to hospital. Four, you get infected, you get so sick, you go to intensive care, mate. If you go to intensive care, you're on the way to death, and they'll probably bring you back because we live in a wealthy country. Stage five you die, you get infected and you die. So each of the vaccines, you know, varied, averaged out over all of the different variants will protect you from getting infected by about 60% and then very rapidly it rises up to 70, 80, 90. By the time you get to protecting you against dying, they're up around 99.5, 99. 99.9%. They're very effective. They're not perfect. Now think about seatbelts. Seatbelts are not 100% effective in stopping road deaths. Mm. But, gee, they improve your odds a lot. Yeah. Mm. Why is it, Dr Carl, that the Moderna's taken so much longer for the TGA to approve than AstraZeneca and Pfizer? Um, Simply because they didn't go down that pathway. Mm -hmm. We were actually offered in June last year, apparently, this is what I've read, we were offered um, 40 million doses of the Pfizer over a year ago for a billion dollars. And, by the way, the lockdowns are costing us over a billion dollars a week per state. Mm, We were offered... A forty million doses for a billion dollars, and apparently the Australian government said, "No, we want it cheaper and give us the intellectual property as well." Yeah, right. Yeah, no real time for for <laughs> for stuffing around in those negotiations, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go to war with the army you've got, not the army you want. But now, let me finish off with a message of good hope. You ready for the message of good hope? Of course, that's Always. what we need in this day Always. age. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Now, the most widely given vaccine on planet Earth is, is given against the coronavirus. And every year it saves not just thousands or millions, but billions, that's right, B for Bravo, B for billions of lives, wait for it, of chickens. What? Yes. Because so they're the doing it to coronavirus, yeah, well, it's all vaccine victory through chickens. And it's yeah. a big thing. So... Back in 1937, we didn't know about coronaviruses and suddenly a harmless coronavirus mutated and started killing chickens like crazy and it could infect 100% of a flock. Sorry? Was that avian flu? No, that was the first coronavirus. No, the flu is caused by the flu virus. Yes. This is the coronavirus. Apologies. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) This is big, man. That's a really sensible question because there's so many different things going on. So this this is how we discovered the coronavirus, and it could kill the chickens in a flock and infect 100% of them within 24 hours, and it would kill them through kidney disease or lung disease. And if it came into your flock, all you could do was kill all the chickens immediately 
burn the bodies, bury them, and hope like heck it didn't spread to the other chickens in your flock or your neighbour. And it just killed chickens around the world. And about half a century ago, we discovered the first vaccine. We invented it. So the situation today with regard to chickens and this chicken coronavirus is that it's very, very lethal, that there's about 500 different variants of this chicken coronavirus roaming the world looking for chickens to kill. And we humans have invented about 100 chicken vaccines and virtually every commercial chicken gets inject gets vaccinated the day it hatches from its egg they spray it into the air and they breathe it in or else it lands on its feathers and they preen their feathers and they get it in that way and then they're vaccinated again at two weeks and four weeks if we did not have this chicken vaccine against the coronavirus, we'd have no commercial chickens and there'd be no such thing as fried chicken. And now we go with the message of hope. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Bex, Dr. Ellie, a couple of years you go to see your GP and your GP says, hello, Dr. Bex, Dr. Ellie, let me have a look at your DNA. And they have your whole DNA on file Mm. and they say, oh, look, I see a few strengths and weaknesses in your DNA, in your immune system. I see strengths and weaknesses in your immune system. Second thing, where are you living and where are you going? And they work out where you're going over the next six months. And then here comes a good part. But in the doctor's surgery, on the spot, using a 3D printer, they print out a couple of vaccines for you within 10, meters, within 10 minutes, tailored for your immune system and where you're going to be in the next six months. What? That's going to happen. Man, science is going to happen. But all we have to do is throw money at it and we can make it happen. Yeah, well, there's no better thing to throw money at, really. Let's be honest. I mean, we, we, can, we, we <laughs> give away $1,000 an hour here. Yeah, so we could probably just divert all that money. You know. Dr. Carl, <laughs> uh, it's uh, wonderful to uh, have uh, bring all three doctors together for a little chat over some yeah, tea. Just a couple of scientists. Um, <laughs> we always appreciate your time um, and thanks so much for. Uh, well, every time we leave a conversation with you, we know a hell of a lot more. So thanks very much. Oh, Dr. Bex, Dr. Ellie, thank you so much. You're too kind. Oh, my God. No one's ever called me Dr. Ellie before, and I'm here for Don't it. Don't expect it. Don't <laughs> expect it. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.